I V M. Hi, welcome to a show about crypto. And today's subject actually is one that I'm personally very excited about because it's a subject that we at the show uh, producers Antarik Kashyap and I have talked about for a while. And uh, ever since Facebook announced its name change, which at the time of recording this is just three days ago, uh, everyone's been talking about it. So we are of course talking about the metaverse. The metaverse sounds like something out of a science fiction novel, and that might be because the metaverse actually literally is out of a science fiction novel. The first use of the word. comes from a Neil Stephenson book uh, called Snow Crash where he mentions the metaverse and now cut to 30 years later book came out in 1992 and we suddenly have this word being used in reality with a bunch of people who are trying to build or at least claiming to build the metaverse and i have many many questions about it and to discuss it with me uh, i hope very patiently is mr harsh rajat of the creator of epns aka the ethereum push notification system harsh rajat what is the metaverse Hey everyone! First of all, thanks for inviting me, and so excited to be here. Coming to the question, uh, what is metaverse? Uh, I would say we are still finding uh, the answer to it. Uh, it's a mashup of uh, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, NFTs, and crypto, and so much more. A lot of people are defining or wanting to define this metaverse reality. and it's very new like we just started exploring so right now no one really knows what the metaverse is but if you have to imagine just imagine uh, movies like ready player one where uh-huh. you just uh, uh, go into another reality and then whatever uh, things you have or whatever people you interact that can be guided by crypto and nfts or non fungible tokens so this is not necessarily specifically referring to virtual reality so much as it is referring to all the sort of different tools that we've been using now for the last few years especially in sort of pandemic life and so on and so forth sort of coming together to give you a more immersive experience where are we now essentially telling people that you can just live the bulk of your life online like is that what we're saying with the metaverse yes to I mean, to be really honest, we do live uh, the bulk of our life online, but uh, this is more like a black. That's brutally honest, but yes, yes, okay, yes. This is more Black Mirror. Okay, yeah. let's yeah. go with that. This is more Black Mirror. It's not the happiest show in the world. So why are we all thrilled about this? <laughs> so yeah, the the thing is, I mean, just imagine uh, if you can enter into any reality, or if you can live uh, whatever you wanted to do. Uh, let's say you wanted to. Uh, go to switzerland and uh, you can just put on uh, your virtual reality glasses and you are there or let's say you wanted to be in a prehistoric era you know riding dinosaurs or whatever your fetish is uh, you can do that with metaverse fetish is a strong word fetish is a strong I word agree. Fetish i agree i would i would enjoy the idea of riding a dinosaur <laughs> but fetish is a strong word but you know what let's roll with it let's not kink shame let's not kink shame <laughs> awesome So uh so yeah just just think about it i mean uh you wanted to hunt let's say uh dinosaurs or you wanted to ride dinosaurs or you wanted to go on a space mission or you wanted to just uh, experience skydiving and you're probably too scared like me uh to experience uh, skydiving then you know uh, metaverse is there to do that for you uh there of course a lot 
many creative things you can do with the metaverse. You know, you have a favorite uh, actress you dream mm-hmm. about. Then metaverse is probably the best shot at, you know, having a date with that actress or doing many, many more things with that actress. You know, again, whatever your fetish is. So this is, this is where, now this is where we're getting into dystopian territory, right? In the sense that you mentioned Ready Player One, but what you just described right now sounds like the woman in the red dress from the Matrix. Yes. Okay, so how do we bridge the fact that this could, in some ways, disconnect people from their actual reality in the sense that today, whether you look at whether it's Ready Player One or whether it's the Matrix, the fact remains that the actual outside real world in both those movies was kind of dog shit. Yes. To put it politely. So, especially given that we live in a world right now where we have some very immediate real world problems, very real world, very immediate, very scientific problems. Is the metaverse just a very creative rebranding of, say, either specifically virtual reality or the internet as we know it today to just sort of give people an escape from those problems? Or what, what is it? I'm still... Like, give me an example of a metaversal, something that you'd call metaversal right now. Like I hear some people describe Fortnite as metaversal or something like Decentraland as metaversal. So give me an example of... Got it. So Decentraland... Uh... It's a very good example of uh, a metaversal uh, play. Uh, Cradles also is a very good example. Uh, they are making prehistoric game. As I said, like metaverse uh, is something which is still getting defined. So an example like Decentraland, I mean, over there you can buy virtual property. Uh, you can interact with people and the world is getting built. And just imagine with the glasses, you can go in that decentral land and do whatever you want to do. Interact with players, interact with the people who you would not be able to in real life. That's metaverse. So that's one way of putting the metaverse uh, at. When you look at Facebook, when you look at uh, their metaverse, so it's more about, you know, uh, talking to people or, you know, doing conference, which, which is so weird. Like, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, when uh, he unveiled uh, this meta, reality he could have done so much more but you know he chose to just demo a table and people sitting and uh, talking in a conference but again that's that's one way don't you know he's a robot <laughs> from another planet those are his actual <laughs> dreams that's his actual fetish yes like just the ability to sit around in a group of people and talk without anybody realizing that he's really a lizard robot from the planet xantar um, that's mark zuckerberg's fetish uh, respect the man's fetish, Hush. Wow. Respect the man's fetish. <laughs> yes. Now now you are going into meta. Like, <laughs> my government, shadow government, and all those things. But yeah, hey, you know, it might be true, it might not be true. But in the metaverse, it will definitely, mm-hmm. if you want it to be. All right. We are in conversation with Hush Rajat about the metaverse, but we need to take a short break and we will return to the metaverse very quickly. And welcome back to a show about crypto. We are in conversation with Harsh Rajat about the metaverse. So, okay. So now let, let's take Facebook as an example, right? Or like what or what they demoed. Um, or then let's take an example. Look, it's not like this has not been attempted before. Obviously with technological limitations in the past, right? We've seen Second Life try and do this in very basic bare bones ways when I could when I could take my me avatar for a walk around in like me world on my Nintendo. That's also a version of this. Where does sort of cryptocurrency and decentralization come into this because again here's 
here's the fundamental difference between something like a Decentraland or a Facebook and a Fortnite, which is where I imagine in Facebook, Facebook will still inherently rule and control the experience. Also Fortnite, right? Like at the end of the day, the gaming studio controls all major events that happen in universe, even though people can go out there and interact versus sort of Decentraland. Where does this sort of new ethos of crypto and decentralization come into the metaverse then? Got it. So let's try to understand uh, NFTs uh, uh, first, uh, just to give you an example of where does the merge happen. So NFTs Mm -hmm. in its uh, very basic sense is something unique that you can own. And uh, it's called non-fungible token and it's based on uh, crypto, which means there's something unique which you own. A single platform is not saying that you own this. That's not basically unique because they can take it away. They can, you know, the algorithm can change it to 100 unique things, which a lot of games used to do when, you know, you are talking about gaming and all. Like there will be one unique thing and, you know, if that skin gets popular, you know, 100 of those skins will show up. Sure. So when we are talking NFTs, these are unique things driven by math. So in essence, you cannot change it. Once you say or once you quote that, Uh, there are going to be just 10 NFTs or 100 NFTs out, then that's it. So this thing, uh, which was not there before, this this thing is very unique because, you know, now it has a way to define exactly, like this is something unique which you you and only you will own. And that's that's NFT. And that's why, you know, the NFT craze is happening right now. People... uh, they want to own something unique, something rare. And now they are sure that, you know, whatever they're owning, that is unique and that is rare. I do have my fight with uh, a different, like, JPG NFTs. Uh, I think they need to grow a bit uh, to, you know, really become very, very useful. But uh, NFT in its very vision is something which is uh, unique and you can own. And then they- Yeah, I mean, if I could have a tactile, for example, say, suit in a game, like this is the, te- tell me if this is even a correct example, which is a very specific kind of suit that performs a very specific function um, that someone's managed to code that nobody else can. And I can be guaranteed that there's no replication of it. Um, that essentially gives me a unique power in the game or this thing that somebody would have to then either pay me a very high price to take off my hands uh, or then is mine forever, right? And gives me a unique sort of signature and edge in the game, uh, unlike just default skin suits, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, now it gets so exciting. Like, you know, you having something which is very unique, which is very personal. Uh, even mm-hmm. something like, you know, uh, let's say you are in a metaverse and you have lived your experience and that is an NFT. And, you know, someone who has that, they get to live those experiences. Again, you know, Black Mirror uh, shit. But, you know, that is... This is not even Black Mirror shit. This is Rick and Morty shit. This is literally that time they go to that intergalactic arcade and he plays that game, Roy. Yeah. Um, this is where... Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, but see, that's that's so exciting. Like, you know, you can live someone's experience uh, by the use of NFT and Metaverse. Or you can have a, a different and a very unique suit or you can have a superpower in a metaverse as long as you have NFT and you know that this this is unique, this will not go away. So uh, when we are talking metaverse right now, we are talking a mashup of uh, uh, this reality, this virtual reality and NFTs and not even NFTs. 
uh, FTs as well, like fungible tokens. Okay. Just to give you an example, like again, if you look at game, so you know, one gem or hundred gems would cost you two point nine nine dollars. Uh, and who decides that? The company decides that. Or even my credit card, my uh, the credit card company decides what my points would be. But that is not sure. really correct or accurate. It's just you know the company deciding on their own whim, like something should be at this price. But when you look mm-hmm. at something as fungible tokens, basically the users or the marketplace decides like what will be the value of let's say one bottle of water. It cannot be an NFT, of course, uh, because you know you will need a lot of bottle of water in a game. So again, fungible token, non-fungible token, virtual reality, when you combine all of them, that is getting defined as the metaverse. And as I said in the beginning, like this is so new that even we are exploring answers, like what exactly is this metaverse is going to be? So, you know, in reality, we'll only find out like four or five years down the line exactly what is a metaverse. But right now it's uh, nfts it's uh, and crypto all combined together that is forming a very unique experience yep not complicated at all <laughs> uh, not complicated at all yeah. the other question i have is because even i feel like even the creators of decentraland when they were talking about uh, this thing they said this is not a space so much as a platform for building a space um, and it all starts to sound very terrifyingly like a simulation of a simulation of a simulation. So what I want to know is something like a Decentraland is when I buy a piece of property on Decentraland and I go, all right, I am going to build a virtual armor store hill. You can come and buy cool weapons, etc., whatever. What is that piece of land that I own? Is that is that an NFT or is that a different kind of property um, on its own in Decentraland? What, how does that work? Got it. First of all, not a uh, complicated question at all, Ron. Uh, <laughs> I would say that's that's an NFT, like uh, that particular unique piece of land you are owning. That's an NFT. Uh, whatever you're building, uh, I would have to, uh, you know, actually go into the technical documentation of Decentraland to find out exactly what... Uh, uh, that is defined as, but yeah, that's that's the idea. The idea is like you have a virtual world, and you're building anything, or you know, you're building experiences. I mean, just for an example, Decentraland. So I was talking to Decentraland uh, Foundation, or you know, uh, third party guys mm-hmm. of Decentraland who love Decentraland, and they wanted to build a messaging system uh, off of us. Uh, um, by the way, we are Ethereum push notification service. So yeah, again, that's that's something, you know, that they wanted to do. And it sounded so exciting because, you know, wallet addresses can send messages and notifications to each other yeah. uh, because communication is not there. But yeah, uh, me uh, plugging EPNS aside, let's look at other examples as well. So uh, let's... No, no, we, yeah. we strongly recommend and we strongly welcome all guests plugging their personal projects. Of Absolutely. <laughs> like you should use the space. How could you not? Yes. You have to use the space to do it. Yes. So guys... EPNS. EPNS. EPNS, first, guys. First... Uh, and only communication layer, uh, uh, which allows you to send notifications to DAP, DAP uh, smart contracts, and everything else. Uh, just think about whatever notifications come to your mobile phone. That's driven from Web2 or uh, like uh, anything that you do on uh, uh, Web2.0. Uh, 
that is uh, coming from notification. Even this meeting was a notification. Your bank alerts are notification. But when you come to crypto, you know, notification or communication is practically absent. And we are bridging the gap for that. So, yeah. Uh, in the best thing about this podcast <laughs> is that the ad breaks happen in the podcast. You don't actually need to cut away from the podcast. Exactly. And I feel like that's a seamlessly integrated experience that we offer to our listeners that no other podcast can truly offer. And we don't even have to say Squarespace um, or anything like that, like most podcasts on Earth. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Yep, exactly. And someday we so, might have an NFT yeah. about this. So We might. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so here's a question. What currently are tokens that are being used in the metaverse? And if you could just have examples of to just sort of draw this line back to cryptocurrency directly. Sure. What tokens are being used in the metaverse and how? Sure. So, I mean, there are a lot of tokens like Mana from Decentraland is one. Then there is uh, CropBytes, uh, which is uh, CRX. They are just launching their token. That's an Indian project uh, that is getting into metaverse uh, then there's Cradle, uh, you know, the prehistoric uh, game, which I was talking about. Uh, they mm-hmm. have uh, their token. And then there's so many more uh, which are going to come. Uh, in essence, you know, tokens or, you know, these metaversal tokens, they define what the metaversal rules will be. And, you know, uh, I think uh, at one point of time, these tokens, they will kind of move from uh, one metaverse to the other. So just... Uh, imagine, you know, you have a sword in a game, which is an NFT in one single metaverse. Uh, when you move to another metaverse, that same NFT can basically transform to, let's say, a suit. Uh, but a better example is, let's say, the experience which you have in a game. You know, how tough it is, like, you know, you level up in a game, like you go to level 60 and then, you know, the game dies down. And then you're moving to a, any other game and now you have to start with level zero. So, as I said, you know, NFTs can also store your experience. So, in the metaverse, when you plug in your NFT, you are basically plugging in your personality. You are basically plugging in your experience. And, you know, that basically becomes a life of its own, like a second life. So, that's that's exactly what the metaverse is about. And uh, the tokens or the projects that are trying to uh, increase this limit, I mean, I'm very bullish on Decentraland. Uh, cradles, uh, drop bites, and you know a lot, many more. Well, I mean, you know that that's absolutely what we need in the world of gaming: more uh, maxed out stats, overpowered players, stomping noobs. Uh, this is a very positive direction for gaming. Yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> but uh, thank you. That kind of answers most of my questions, and I feel like the other questions that I have are now only going to be answered by time. And seeing how this metaverse actually develops. So, Harshraja, thank you so much for very patiently answering our questions about the metaverse. This has been a very fun conversation. And um, I look forward to seeing you in the Matrix. Awesome. Thanks, uh, Sometime soon. Yep. Look forward to seeing you in the Matrix and, you know, making sure our fetishes are fulfilled. You know, I mean, it's anything can happen. Who can say? Who can say? This is going to be the title of the episode. The Metaverse and Fetishes. Yep. Sky is the limit. It's, it's a nice title. <laughs> I would watch it, is, it. I think it's catchy. Yeah. That, right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. I think anybody would. That's how, and this, that kid is how clickbait is born. <laughs> on, on that note, thank you so much, Hasrajit. You're in Lisbon, so we don't want to keep you any longer. Enjoy your stay and we will chat soon. Thanks, John. 
Thanks for having me. Bye for now. See you.